Hallelujah. It's always important for us to sing of what he has done and what we have become. I, I am particular about what I sing. When I was listening, I hear people. Robert, it's okay. Don't worry. Just, just to emphasize on what they said. You don't have the first love. He has it. So when he says return to your first love, he's not talking about you. I didn't have any first love. I've always been the second lover. Because whilst I was yet a sinner, he died for me. So his love is what makes us who we are. And it's important that as Christians, we don't just hear messages, we sing messages. Sing who you are. He first loved you. And that alone puts the devil in trouble. Because that's what saved us. If not that love. I'm sure in his mind, he thought we were finished. The Bible says, if the princes of this world knew what God was about to do, they wouldn't have crucified the Lord of glory. Because the devil had no clue what God was up to. That's why it's very funny for Christians to think the devil has powers like God. He's so ignorant till you talk to his child. He doesn't know what next. I'm saying it again. People, you know people think that the devil is everywhere. They think the devil is omniscient, omnipresent, that anything they say the devil can hear. That's not true. The devil is so ignorant the day you know you walk better in the Lord. God used just information. Even in the Old Testament. Samuel was going to anoint a new king. Jesse. If devil knew that is what Samuel was going to do, anoint David as king, he would have told Saul. Saul would have killed David. There wouldn't have been any king called David. All God said to Samuel is that. Samuel said, ah, if the king hears I am going to anoint somebody in his stead, he will kill me. What did God say? Take a lamb. When he asks you, tell him you are going to offer a sacrifice. You have not lied. You are going to offer a sacrifice. But after sacrifice, what you do, don't tell him. It's as simple as Jesus had been on earth for 30 years. Satan didn't know. He never knew to the day. John said, behold, this is the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. Then a voice came from heaven and declared it and everybody heard it. Satan's children heard it. So the next chapter is when Jesus was tempted. He's been around. He never tempted him. Oh, he was born two years Satan didn't know he was around. It was when the wise men came into town. And they went to the palace. And Herod inquired and said a king has been born. That was when they pulled 
the scriptures to go and find out. Ah, it was said he would be born so so and so day. He so ignorant that he didn't know the specific address. If the wise men don't tell him, if the devil knew, he should just go and kill Jesus. You have been told the child has been born. They have given you even the area. Dance man. Snitch flat. But they didn't give him the house number. So look at what he did. He killed all children that were below two years. It's as simple as that. If he knew, he would just go straight, hey, bring the child, kill him. God, God, God didn't do anything than change location. Can you imagine that Satan was not even in Egypt? Egypt that they don't serve God. All God did was take the child, take him to Egypt. They went to Egypt. When Herod died, God said, he's dead. Bring him back. Jesus came to town 12 years. He's teaching and answering questions. They still didn't know this is the boy Satan has been looking for. He's wanted and still walking around ordinarily. He says, if the princes of this world knew that means the devil doesn't know your life. He doesn't know your plans. If he knows is when he will try to stop you. They didn't know. Till so he decided, my time is up. When he said his time was up, he saw what he did. Peter said, for where? Stop saying you are going to die. What are you going to die for? We are doing ministry nice. People are coming. Did you hear what the Bible said Jesus said? Jesus said, Jesus, the Bible says Jesus rebuked Peter and said what? Satan. He didn't say get, he said Satan. As simple as that. He says, devil, get deep behind me. Because this is not the voice of Peter. You want to stop the plot. No. So we must always sing who we are. Sing it. Say it. People will be saying things that you can't even find in the Bible. The pastor will be preaching. How? It is well. Philemon chapter 1. Let's go. From verse 6. Verse six. Let's start from 4. Sometimes I always want to read the paragraphs so that it makes it easy for everybody. Philemon chapter 1 verse Shall four. we pray? Lift up your right hand and say, Jesus, I thank you for your word. I know I am blessed by your word. I know I am enlightened by your word. Today, I will receive your word as you want me to receive it. Your word will be preached as you want it to be preached. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's go. Philemon chapter 1, verse 46. Mm -hmm. I thank my God. He says, I thank my God. Making mention of thee always in my prayer. I mention you every time I pray. So it's important that as a believer, learn to mention people's name in prayer. Not mention their name to kill them. ukunu. <laughs> Sometimes it's very funny. Some pastors say, God, if you called me, deal with Veronica. Deal with her. 
That's ignorance. God doesn't do that. I'm doing a new series in church. It's called If a Believer Sinned. And <laughs> when you read the Bible, you'll be surprised that a lot of Kokwanasi stories have been told. It's, it's, it's believed that when you sin, a super, some spirit from outside comes to deal with you. There's nothing like that. It's never happened. Never. You won't find it never in the New Testament. That God, God's child will sin. And then God will send Satan to come and punish his child. I mean, how? Even you, evil man. When your son does something, you let your friend come and beat your son. It shows you are irresponsible. So there are so many things people say you can't find it in the Bible. He says, I thank my God, making mention of thee always in my prayers. Hearing mm -hmm. of thy love and He faith. says, when I heard that you love the Lord and you have faith in the Lord, or you Which love the saints and you have faith in God, that should be the proper way. Uh -huh. Which thou hast towards the Lord Jesus. He says, there's one that you have towards the Lord Jesus and there's one that you have towards the saints. That the communication of thy faith. He says that the communication, the kononia of your faith, the union, what we are talking about today, what is the power of his resurrection? That is communication, kononia, the union. That union only happened after his resurrection. So he says how effective I can be as a Christian is dependent on me having epignosis, precise knowledge. And the precise knowledge is into every good thing that is what? In you, in Christ Jesus. So when you have knowledge of serpentine, lavatia, agar, Charlie, some of the names they mention, you can't find it in the Bible. I don't know where they get their theory from. They know the names of demons, witches, and they don't know what is the riches of his inheritance in the saints. He says, he say, he's telling you that, your, that your, 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 your Christianity is effective when you are able to acknowledge every good thing that is in you, which is in Christ. So if I am going to be an effective Christian, I should be looking for what I became after he resurrected. Let me make a point of correction. When I was coming, I was just reading the Bible. I, actually, when I sat here, I, 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 I've been thinking about the last statement Jesus said. I'm sure that's what makes people think it all finished on the cross. Nothing finished on the cross. Or better still, your redemption, your salvation didn't finish on the cross. So when we say it, he finished it on the cross. Something was finished on the cross, but Jesus was not finished on the cross. It's important to know. Accurate knowledge. Let's look at something. John chapter 19, I think. 19, yeah. John 19, 30. We are looking for accurate knowledge. John chapter 19. So we skip. Hey, my marriage was finished on the cross. Hey, do you know what? <laughs> John 19, eh? John chapter 19, verse 30. Mm -hmm. When Jesus therefore had received the vinegar, he when said, When he had received the vinegar, he said, It is finished. It is. He didn't say, I am finished. 
He wasn't finished. Something was finished, but he, Jesus, was not finished with the job he came to do. Why do I say that? Go to the next chapter, chapter 20. Chapter 20, verse 1. No, 20, I think 17. Verse 17. Jesus saith unto her, Aha. Touch me not. He says, Touch me not. For I am not yet ascended to my father. I am not finished with what I came to do. But go to my brethren. But go to my brethren. And say unto them. And tell them. I ascend unto my father. I am going to my father and, and your, your father. father. And to my God and your God. Ah. So how can he finish on the cross? Please, this was what was finished on the cross. Sin was paid for on the cross. His death is to pay for sin. So after sin is paid, that is not the end of the process. Then there was no need for him to resurrect. You should say dead. But his resurrection is what brought about his ascension. Jesus' resurrection gives way for his ascension. If he did not resurrect, we are still not going to be Christians. So please, let me correct this. Please, I hear it. I used to say it. That Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. He was not talking about your car house. Or carry center. The church of Jesus has already been built. What he was referring to. Was that he was going to. Build his church. Which church was he talking about? The Christian body. And the only way he was going to do it. Is by death and resurrection. So when he says. The gates of hell cannot. Prevent it or stop it. It means nobody can stop me from resurrecting. So I will build my church. He was not talking about Prophet Gilbert's church. And that church he spoke about has already been built. He says, I will pull down this temple and in three days, I will do what? Rebuild it. So it was three days building. So when he says, I will build my church, he's not talking about individual churches. So that when you are going through your persecution, the Bible says you will build the church. Where? Where? Stop, stop, stop using scriptures where scriptures are not used. It all, you see, the scriptures, listen to me and you can write this thing down. The scriptures can never mean what it never meant when it was written. The scriptures can never mean what it never meant when it was written. So what Jesus meant what he, when he said that I'll build my church, it can't change because we are 2019. It has to remain. What was he referring to when he made the statement, I will build my church? Because it is the gates of hate, it is death that was going to prevent him. That's why when he resurrected, he says, death, where is your power? Grave, where is your sting? I overcame it. That's why nobody can stop the church. It doesn't matter what you do. And the church, don't forget, their church is not 
a building. The church is not an organization. You are the church. Don't you know your body is the church of God? So without a building, we still have a church. Are you following? So precise, accurate knowledge is important. So that we don't put hopes where there shouldn't be hope. Forgive me, but I have to say this. Jesus didn't die so you marry. Because before he died, were people married? So why do you need his death to marry? In fact, that guy, even before he died, he attended a wedding reception. Before he was ever born, people married. Even, you know Abraham, how many did he marry? Jacob. They were just married, married without Jesus. <laughs> so, when you limit the power of resurrection to those physical things like that, you're undermining the work. Because, child of God, please, I'm sorry to disappoint you, but it's the truth you have to know. There are a lot of unbelievers are married. In fact, the Christian oneself, they are fighting. And I know a lot of unbelievers who are having a wonderful marriage. Sometimes when I meet my father and his people, some of them have been married for 45 years. Then you see Christian, they married two minutes. <laughs> they are divorcing. These people married without the Holy Ghost. Without Jesus, they drink beer to marry. In fact, my... My mother and father lived for how many years before? After how many years? They decided they want to do wedding. They have lived together, giving birth all their children. The one day, I don't know what came upon my father. I'm sure when you see the young people marry also, <laughs> they are there. You think they don't have problems? They have wild problems. But I've never heard my mother say he's packing out. He's packing out. Strange. Some of the issues that she sometimes tells me, I'm like, ah! Ah! Now that's what you want to. <laughs> and then we, that we are supposed to understand love, we rather we don't understand love. I told the church today. I think it was on Thursday. That our ignorance is destroying the body of Christ. That things happen in church. How does it get to unbelievers? It's the church. We sell ourselves out. I called one foolish pastor. Because he had posted a pastor's error on his page on Facebook. I said, you are very foolish. Don't you know we all belong to one body? If your mother's son was the one they were saying things about you have not even verified. Would you have shared it on your page? If it was your face, would you put your face there? Stop stupidity and calm down. Please, there are people who Jesus have saved them and stupid. They are stupid. Oh, a lot of, a lot of people Jesus redeemed, they are still foolish. Oh, in Galatians, did you hear? Oh, foolish. So, it's sad eh? that our, 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 our foolishness sometimes is going too, too far 
then we allow unbelievers to judge what a Christian is. I ask your first pastor to give me a chance to come and do this teaching here. Trust me. I, 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 I even want a bigger plan. Listen, how we handle sin, it shows we don't know Christianity. I don't know why I'm swaying away from what I came to church. But the church, the body of Christ, we are very stupid when it comes to handling sin. First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1. I don't want to go too far. Let's, let me just catch this small. Watch this. And chapter 3, verse 1. Aha. And I, brethren. He says, I, brethren. Could not speak unto you. He said, he's calling them what? Brethren. Brethren. Means you are my brother. He says, my brother. I couldn't even talk to you as a spiritual person. But as unto carnal. Because I have to talk to you like a carnal person. Even as unto babes in Christ. I have to talk to you like you're a baby in the Lord. I have fed you with milk. I have fed you with milk. And not with meat. And not with meat. For hitherto ye were not able to bear You it. were not able to bear it. Neither ye... Neither yet now are ye able. Can you imagine that Paul is about to address a very serious matter? And even how to even talk to the sinner. He's cautious. Because he sees himself as part of the family. Chapter 5, 1. Chapter 5, verse 1. It is reported commonly that... It is, is reported commonly. Please, this letter was not to unbelievers. It was to the church in Corinth. The Corinthians church. Corinthians church. He says, what did he hear? It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. He said, it is reported commonly, commonly, that there is what? Fornication among Lying. you. Lying. Fornicate. <laughs> the one that Christians, when Christians of today, they hear, hey! This is the church that Paul was the apostle of the church. The most gifted church in all of the epistles was the Corinthians church. And yet, he says, listen, listen, to, listen to the crime, listen to the sin. And it's not that your baby one you have been doing. Oh. Listen, what did he say? And such fornication as is not so much as named among the Gentiles. He says even this particular fornication I've heard in the church. That one even unbelievers and bashable This is a letter to a church. Please don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that the church should fornicate. Don't. Because people are easily twisting what you say. I'm just proving a point to you that even in the Bible church that is a yastic for us, men were going off the mark. What did he say? What type of fornication? That one should have his father's wife. This is another level of <laughs> your father's word. Listen, he says it's come. It's not that they were hiding it too. You know there are some things. Even when you have a fiance, you are hiding it too. This one like a basome here, Papa. Yes, he says it's common, popular. There are people doing things. They are not even looking back. And they were in the church. You'd be surprised how Paul handled this thing. They didn't bring them in front. They didn't put it on Facebook. Watch this. You know what Paul said? Go back to the chapter, chapter 3 verse 1. 
chapter 3, verse 1. And I, brethren. He said he's calling them brethren. He's not saying you call yourself a Christian. So called man of God. We are quick. Look at chapter 5, verse 1. He's talking about this, chapter 6. He says, For now there is no more condemnation. In chapter 8, I think in chapter 6, verse 1, he talks about that thing that people even misquoted. Look at chapter 6. He says, There any of you having a matter against another and goes to court before anointing. So, please, let me come and preach what I was sent to preach. Because if I don't take it, I'll take you through this. I'll show you different sins that Christians don't see it as sin. People leave their fault and they think they are better than you. It's a deception. There's a lot of deception in the body of Christ. We are bringing the laws of Moses into Christianity. So we expect the earth to open and then people should be swallowed. And yet you don't see it in the New Testament. Never. Satan didn't strike these people. And they were there speaking in tongues. Unbelievable. I thought the Lord, would, when they start doing laba laba, then their mouth will twist. Or change to tomorrow. It's a popular phrase we use in our African churches. God, don't punish you. You think that's how God does? You have a wrong perception of the God you serve. There's a perception that is so wrong because the church does not understand who built the church. Jesus is the builder of the church. John 1 verse 1. John chapter 1 verse 1. Mm -hmm. In the beginning was the word. He says in the beginning was what? The word. And the word was with God. And the word was what? With God. With God. And, and the, the word, word was God. So it is as simple as ABC that Jesus is God. So any definition, judgment he gives about an incident is the decision that God will give. The word, that word, word, in the beginning was the word. That word is logos. Logos is Revelation. Logos means, please write, Logos means revelation. Logos means intention. Logos means understanding. Logos is the same as revelation, intent or intention, and then understanding. Logos is the same as the word logic. Logic, like biology. Logic is understanding. So biology is the understanding of living things. So if I want to understand God, I understand God through the word, which is Christ. That's why John 5, 39, Jesus said, when you search the scriptures, you think you have eternal life. But the scriptures testify of me. He is the explanation of God. 
He is the explanation. So when I want to understand God, I look at how Jesus handled things. That's why they brought, they brought, see, sometimes we read and quote scriptures, we don't put into thinking. They brought a woman, they said she was caught on the act of adultery, and they quoted Moses' law. And asked Jesus what his understanding or explanation will be. That this woman was caught on the act. Then they quoted a verse of scripture. Moses said, so they were quoting Exodus, Deuteronomy, that if the law, that if anybody is caught in this condition, we should stone the person to death. What is your opinion? You are coming to build a church. In the church you are building, in case somebody is found in such a position, how do you operate? Then Jesus wrote on the floor and said, if you have no sin, he didn't say if you have not fornicated, if you have not committed adultery. That means to Jesus, every sin is a sin. There is no sin that is greater than the other. He didn't say if you have not many sin, throw the first stone. He says if you have no he didn't say 10 sins. Even. And they couldn't find one person amongst them. You see how hypocrisy works? That the people accusing you of what they're accusing you of, sometimes they are doing the same thing they're accusing you of. Because Juloni Monamole. It's as simple as that. The reason why your fiancé is not pregnant is the pills. <laughs> Let him that have ear. Forgive me, it just slipped out of my mouth. That's why you look better than the other. That's the only reason. You have a mouth to talk. Only God knows how many times you called to check if everything was okay. <laughs> yeah, and after you have escaped like a bird from the snare, you have mouth. The church doesn't understand the church. The Bible says, let them that are strong. Help the weaker brethren. It's a family. Some of you, your biological brother, he's a thief. You know. How many times have you stolen? And how many times have you stood with him? But you can't bear somebody's brother's error. When I look at people, when they arrest a thief, then they go and put tie around them. They are burning them. Hey! If that's how anybody sinned, who will be left on this earth? Because you didn't steal. Or better still, because you didn't steal outside, you have been stealing in your office. You are only you are just waiting for the day. You are just waiting for the day. That day, electricity corporation will come to your house <laughs> and see that your meter doesn't move as. 
You will know that they should have put in a tie around your neck long ago. But can you imagine how you get angry when you hear an arm rubber? Now they are too much in this Ghana. These people are destroying Ghana, but in your house. Your AC doesn't pass through your meter. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> As I told you, if I, was, I, I would have listed various sins that we have ignored, and yet we are quick judge others. Quick. In fact, to us, they don't even deserve to be alive. Jesus looked at her and says, daughter, that's the kingdom of God. Jesus looks at the woman who has never been to his church, never been to his meeting, never experienced him, and calls her what? How do you call an adulteress? Your daughter. Holy God. How do you do that? Your integrity is at stake. That's what people do. When they find you in problem, they will talk to you privately. But publicly, they are protecting their integrity. You have one. <laughs> Thank God I'm not God. Can never be. Because sometimes some of the wild thoughts that goes through my mind. I wish I was God. Charlie, I would have put in projector on everybody's head. <laughs> so Sunday when we come to church. So this week. <laughs> Fifi one and two. <laughs> and then we'll come and sit. <laughs> Everything he ever thought of the week. The things he said. Oh, <laughs> we watch everybody's life so that everybody can see. <laughs> Me, I like the thought one even more than the action because you can be smiling and say, Come here. <laughs> 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 so, so the, the thoughts, the, the thoughts would have been wonderful to see the kind of wild thinking. That's why we have a merciful God. He's so merciful that sometimes we underrate His mercy. Second Corinthians five seventeen. So Jesus explains the scriptures. So thank God for Moses. I don't want his opinion. I want Jesus' opinion. How does Jesus handle problems? That's why it's very popular to hear Christians. The fact that you're a Christian doesn't mean you are stupid. You have to show them. It will touch him. No, it means you don't understand who you are. When you understand who you are, you do things the way Christ would deal with things. He has power. 
yet people he created are molesting him. They are beating him. They are kicking him. Then Peter pulls a, a sword, cuts off the ears of Marcus. He's bleeding. I can't believe Jesus. He picks the ear and touches Marcus's ear. And the thing restores. Bleeding stop. Instant. That means he had not lost power when they were arresting him. Ah. You think when you don't talk, it means you are weak. It means you don't know who you are. Pontius Pilate said, just talk. Just say something. And I release you. He said, ah, ah, ah. Do you think if I want, I can call the host of angels to come and deliver him? I don't get it. So when they were beating, he was praying for them. Not praying against them. I am the son of God. And you are hitting me. May your whole family finish. <laughs> In fact, your family is too small. All your generation. May there not be a trace. Sometimes when I hear pastors speak, I get, I get amazed. Because somebody spoke about them. Hey! The person's son or daughter that you want them to die, what have that innocent child done to you? You know, in fact, somebody even prowls with the fact that when something evil happens to you, it shows that they have anointing. Hey! Then you have to be careful and find out who anointed you. Because what you are, if you are what your anointing does is make people get accidents, people lose their children, then God didn't call you. Because the Son of Man did not come to destroy man's life, but to save life. 2 Corinthians 5, 17, he says, if anyone, therefore, let's go. Therefore, if any man be in Christ. If any man be in Christ. He is a new creature. He is a new creature. All things are passed away. We spoke about that last week. All things are passed away. Behold. Behold. All things are become new. All things have become new. Continue. And all things are of God. He says, all things are of God. 18. Who, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Who Christ. had, who had, God had. Please write this thing down. If God had, I have. If God had, I have. Simply means whatever God has done, I already have it. I'm not about to have it. He says, God had reconciled us to himself. So the next point again is, that means I have reconciliation with God. First point is, if God had, I have. So if the scripture says God had reconciled us, so it's not God is now going to reconcile me to himself. I have. Reconciliation with God. I have reconciliation with God. Please say to yourself, I have reconciliation with God. Or better still, I am reconciled with God. The word reconciled simply means union. We are still talking about the power of his resurrection. This is what it did. It brought us together with God. 
And this union is inseparable. It's not good for some religious minds, but that is the truth. Nothing can separate you and God. Not even sin. Sin is not that powerful. Sin has been paid for, so it can't take God away from you. It's impossible. Read it again, 18. Verse 18. And all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and had given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Next point. Say, I have a ministry. Please write it. You have a ministry. So, his resurrection made you a new creature. His resurrection reconciled you with God. His resurrection gave you a ministry. So every child of God has a ministry. So there is nothing like evangelism team. We are all evangelism team. Because every one of us Except you don't believe you are a new creature. How many of you believe you are a new creature? You are born again. You are united with God. Please, can I see by your hand if you are united with God? Okay. So if you lifted your hand, it means then you have a ministry. Gone were the days where we think few people have been called into ministry. Please, after his resurrection, all of us are called. So God is not going to ask only your pastor. Pastor, did you win souls? No. God is going to ask all of us. He says, God has reconciled us. So our ministry, please write this, our ministry is a ministry of reconciliation. Not condemnation. Our ministry, so we wrote, we have been given a ministry or have a ministry. Then you have to define what ministry have you been given or do you have? And the ministry you have been given or you have is a ministry of uniting people with God. And how did God do it? He didn't use condemnation or fear. Jesus never preached such a message. That's not reconciliation. Who wants to reconcile with somebody who wants to bubble you? <laughs> no. No. Reconciliation was done by love. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believed in this love will not perish. But you will live in eternity with him. So our ministry of reconciliation is a ministry of love. And we tell people what Christ has done. We tell people what Christ has done. What Christ has done. Verse 19. Verse 19. To wit, mm -hmm. 
that God was in Christ. He says to wit, God was what? In Christ, reconciling the world unto himself. Hold on. So the reconciliation is not a present tense. Is what? A past tense. He said God was, not God is. God was, past tense. So what God will do to make you reconcile has already been done. To which God was in Christ, reconciling who? The world unto himself. Mm-hmm. Not imputing their trespasses unto them. So he was reconciling the world and not imputing what? Please write this. Next point is that God brought the world to himself. God brought the world to himself. God brought the world to himself. The next important point. God was not counting their wrong against them. To wit, God was in Christ, not imputing their trespasses unto them. <laughs> and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. That's a serious matter. He says, God has stopped counting your sins. And he has given you that message. That go and tell people God is not counting sin. So when you go and say any other thing. You're a blasphemer. Please write it this way to it to help you. In Christ, wrongs are not counted against us in Christ. In Christ. Or the benefit of his resurrection, or the power of his resurrection, is that wrongs are not counted against us in Christ. Wrongs are not counted against us if you are in Christ. In fact, <laughs> you see, if Bible is true, that God does not change, then I can tell you there is no point God was counting sin. Pause here. Let's go to Romans chapter 5, verse 12. Listen. Ah. Romans chapter 5, verse 12. <laughs> Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, mm -hmm. and death by sin, mm -hmm. and so death passed upon all men, mm -hmm. for that all have sinned. 13. For until the law. He says, until Moses brought his law. Sin was in the world. Sin was in this world, though. But sin is not imputed when there is no law. So what brought sin on people's record was the law. So Abraham came before Moses. That's why God said, never said to Abraham, why did you have a baby with Hagar? He never spoke about that. Never. Because until the law, sin was not counted. Abraham, I promise you I'll make you a father of many nations. 
you couldn't wait for me. Hey! Pack your bags and go back to that your tira, wherever you are coming from. Me, God, we are finished. People think you are preaching a new message. From where? Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. Go to Genesis. When they say that, it's as if the verses you are quoting was just written last week. Genesis chapter 15, verse 6. Abraham became a born again. And he believed in the Lord. Uh-huh. And he and he counted it to him for righteousness. His belief made him righteous, not his action. I said God's nature and character doesn't change. So don't think God is now born again. That's why he's changing. Hey. Let's go back to 2 Corinthians 5.19. It's amazing how people have made God. Is that me they are talking about like this? 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 19. Mm-hmm. To wit, that mm-hmm. God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, mm-hmm. not imputing their trespasses unto them, ah. and has committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Next point. So if somebody prays, and says, Father, I confess my sins. He is not praying in Christ. If anybody, including you, I used to do that. When we start, if you are leading open prayer first, you thank God. <laughs> There's a lot of religiosity in the body of Christ. After thanking God, we are praying. Any sin you have committed, omission and commission. I don't know commission. <laughs> Me, I used to say this one. Knowingly or knowingly. <laughs> Intentionally or unintentionally. Hey! It's called the consciousness of sin. You are so cautious. Some people can even come to church. You don't concentrate on the word. They are watching people. The wrong they are doing in their service of God. Hey! No, Pacho, have you ever seen in Christ dancing before? You didn't get what I said. When people complain about dancing, I just want to know, is there a prescribed dancing in the Bible? Or, you know, you remember those days, the early days of Christianity, we used to dance like this. Hey, 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 hey. Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. You remember? Pentecost dancing. By the way, which scripture did they find it? And as the people were dancing, they were lifting their legs. Lifting their legs. Lift. Edio. Please. It is unscriptural for a born again to pray and ask for forgiveness. When you do that, you are not praying in Christ. Because in Christ, sins are not recorded. 
So if sins are not recorded, what are you asking me? I'm coming. Don't worry. Let's take another one. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. Chapter 1 verse 3. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Blessed Christ. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Who has blessed us with all spiritual Who blessings. is trying to bless us? No. Who may bless us? No. Oh, are you sure? Who might bless us looking at our body posture? Do you remember what I said before? If he had, we what? So if he had blessed you, you are what? So do you know that you may not have money in your pocket? It doesn't mean you are not blessed. Is somebody following? So can we say it is very wrong to say, you see, I see God is about to bless you, eh? He's about. So what did he do in Christ? Or the hundred dollar blessing? Or the 24 hour blessing? Is that one different from the one that is in Christ? I just want to know. Please, let's take it again. He says what? Can we all read together? But Lord Jesus Christ, who had blessed us. With the, is it with some? So he left the 24-hour blessing aside. All means what? Everything excluding Nothing. So any form of blessing the believer will ever need happened and was given as part of the package of his resurrection. Please write this down. All my spiritual blessings are in Christ. There is nothing the believer would ever need that is not in Christ. All. So it is wrong to be singing, God, if you will bless me. You know, it's very easy to replace emotions with spirituality. It's very, 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 it's very easy. 
So can I say something? Will it be wrong for you to say I'm blessed? In fact, that's what you should always be saying. Echoing what you are. Can we say it three times? I am blessed. I am blessed. I am blessed. And that's who I am. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. Colossians chapter 2 verse 8. Beware lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. He says beware my brother. When you become a Christian, be careful what you are hearing, you know. Traditions of men. That's why they are selling blessing. When you are already blessed. Do you know if you watch the sea, you pay money? That's exactly what you are doing. How much have you watched? <laughs> he says, beware. Please give me scripture. Beware, lest any man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. Mm -hmm. After the tradition of men, uh -huh. after the rudiment of the world, mm -hmm. and not after Christ. And not after Christ. Don't let people be telling you things that is not about you in Christ. Don't let somebody tell you you are possessed. Because you can only be possessed with Christ, nothing else. Yeah. Verse 9, you know, for in him dwelleth all the fullness of the God bodily. He says for what? In him. The him there is who? Christ. For in Christ dwells all the what? The fullness of the Fullness. Godhead the Godhead. completeness of God. Fullness is complete. Every aspect of God is in Christ. And look at the verse 10. I love and the word of God. And you are what? Which is you are what? You are complete in Christ. Say, I am complete in Christ. Please write it down. Write it so you never forget. I'm complete in Christ. Then you write, everything you will find in God is in Christ. Everything you will find in God is in Christ. Everything you will find in God is in Christ. And I am complete in Christ. Everything you will find in God is in Christ. And I, Gilbert, you put your name there. I, Ajua, I am complete in Christ. So I might not be complete in marriage. I might not be complete in my academics. But in Christ, I am complete. I am complete. You lack nothing. Don't think there's something wrong with you. There is absolutely nothing wrong with you. There's absolutely nothing wrong with you. I'll be ending very soon. Give me one more, five more minutes and I'll be out of here. I've passed my time. Five minutes. Five bonus minutes. When you watch an action from the ones and they say, ah, back no. <laughs> Just five minutes. You'll be, you'll be out of here on time. Don't worry. Philippians chapter 3, verse 8 and 9.
verse 8 and 9. Uh-huh. Yea, doubtless, and I count all things lost for the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my mm-hmm. Lord, mm-hmm. for whom I have suffered the laws of all things, and do count them dung, mm-hmm. that I may win Christ. Nine. And be found in him. He says, and be found in Christ. Not having my own righteousness. Not having your own. Nobody who is a Christian should be found as a Christian having your own righteousness. Which is of the law. Which is of the law. I don't do this. I don't do this. Is that what gives you boldness? Is that what makes you think that you have right standing with God? Then you are lost of who you are. When you are found in Christ, you are found with the righteousness of God, which is by what? By faith. It's by faith. Please write this. In Christ, we don't have our own righteousness. In Christ. Except you are not in Christ. If you are in Christ, you don't have your own righteousness. In Christ, I have the righteousness of God by faith. In Christ, I have the righteousness of God by faith. Next point. In Christ, I am not found with my works. In Christ, I am not found with my works. In Christ, I have his righteousness. So the reason why I can boldly come to God's presence is because of Christ. I have his righteousness. God sees me. Through the eyeglasses of Christ. When he sees me, he sees me as Christ. He's not seeing me as any other person. I am a bread. He has made us brethren with him. He's the firstborn of many brethren. That's what Jesus is. So you have become Jesus's. We are all. Galatians chapter 2 verse 20. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. Talk to me. I am crucified with Christ. He says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I. But it's not me who is living. But Christ liveth in me. But it's Christ who lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh. And the life you are now living in the flesh as a Christian. I live by the faith of the Son of God. You live it by the faith of the Son of God. Who loved me. Who loved me. And gave himself for me. And he gave himself for me. Pause for a minute. Please write this. If I am in Christ then Christ lives in me. If I am in Christ, it means Christ is living in me. So I must know that Christ lives in me. I must know. It's something I have to always remind myself that Christ lives in me. Look at 21. Verse 21. Mm-hmm. I do not frustrate the grace of God. I do not frustrate the grace. How do you frustrate? Like people's popular words. Don't quench the spirit. How do you quench the spirit? For if righteousness come by the law. If righteousness is by you keeping a law. Then Christ is dead. What does the living, living Bible say? I'm sure he will give us something popular. Something nice. I'm giving you takeaway. Not NLT, but in NLT says, what, I do not treat the grace of God as meaningless, for if keeping the law could make us right with God, then there was no need ever. That's the truth. In fact, 
or bypass or bedding. If we can be justified on our own knees, he should have stayed in heaven. So what he's trying to say, if you turn it around, what he's saying is that your personal righteousness can never make you justified with God. Your personal righteousness can never. The only way God will be pleased with you is when you live in Christ. That's why those who are not born again can't please God. And you don't please God because you are holier than somebody. The only reason you please God is because you have Christ. Who, who pleases God who is in Christ? Let me say this and close. Many people don't know this truth. Many people don't know this truth. So always, they are thinking we have never had enough. But in Christ, we have everything. This is what is called the Pauline revelation. The revelation God gave Paul. This is what defines Christianity. For all ages. This is the only revelation. Religion fights. Hmm. Most religions agree with the Old Testament. An eye for an eye. A tooth for a tooth. When somebody slaps you, slap him back. Make sure your return is bigger than the latter is greater than the former. Every religion, they believe in that. But when it comes to this gospel, they have a problem. Because they don't want to lose control. They want to be in charge. The gospel makes every control leave you and go to him. Even the church world is against the Pauline revelation. And you can feel it. It's so obvious in the teachings that goes about. People go to church and they are telling them, you lack this, you need this. Without this, you can't be this. Every time, there is always that demand that you fall short. There's something you are missing, my brother. If you worship, they said, even if you worship, you don't add emotions. When you add emotions, they say it has to be true. When it is, you have added emotions, you have cried, you have added truth, they will say it has to shake the heavens. So every blessed day, they are putting a new demand. But if you watch all the scriptures we quoted today, it doesn't give us a sign of a lack, a need, or a want. It rather tells us what we have. That's the gospel. When you are in Christ, the power of his resurrection tells you this is available for you. One, you are a new creature. Two, you have reconciliation with God. Three, 
your sins are not imputed against you. Four, you have his righteousness. Five, you have been blessed with all spiritual blessings. You have right standing with God. Rise up on your feet. We are going to make this declaration. Say to yourself what the Bible says you are. Not what somebody thinks. Not what somebody thinks. Please. The gospel doesn't put fear in you. It builds your confidence. You don't live. You see some people, it's not your fault. You have stayed in fear so much. So if you have not been scared, you are giving, some, I have preached someone and say, hey pastor, are you sure? And I said, did I use any book apart from the Bible? You have the Bible. I told you to write. Go and cross check in your house. It's not your fault. It's what you have been told already. Is your name in the book of life? Is your name in that book of life? So my question is, is you too your name in the book of life? Or have you seen the book of life? Have you seen the names there to know my name is not there? Jesus says, those that believe me, I give them eternal life. And he says, no man can pluck them from my hand. No man. No man. No man. I think it's John chapter 10. Verse 25. Then from Pong. Near make it declarations. John chapter 10, verse 25. Don't let anybody deceive you. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believe not. Uh-huh. The works that I do in my Father's name, mm. they bear witness of me. Uh-huh. But ye believe not, but you don't believe. ye are not of my sheep. If you are not believing, you are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, and I say unto you, my sheep hear my voice. My sheep, they believe me, so they hear my voice. And I know them, and they follow me. I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. I do what? I give, unto, I give them unto them eternal life. Eternal life. And they shall never perish. They will not what? No Christian is what? Perishing. You will never perish. You think die. Listen, when an unbeliever dies, they are finished. But when a Christian dies, he has been transported from one world to another. That's why we don't perish. We don't perish. He says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall what? Any man pluck them out of my hand. Who told you? Somebody's going to take you from the Lord. Are you serious? Are you serious? That's the power of his resurrection. He protects his own. He protects his own, the power of resurrection. You are kept by him. Now unto him who is able to keep us from falling. It is not your duty. You can't keep yourself. You can't keep yourself. You cannot keep yourself. You can't keep yourself. Philippians chapter 2 verse 19, 12. Philippians 2, 12. When you preach such message, people will start quoting this scripture. Timidimawansana. 
Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Wherefore, my beloved, as ye have always obeyed, not as in my presence only. Charlie, do you have amplifier on your thing? People like unnecessary argument. And they think when you preach the gospel, something is wrong with you. Because they don't take their time to read. Hey, the Bible says, work out the answer. Listen, it's here and traveling. Okay, we are going to work it. Philippians chapter 2, verse 12. Therefore, my dear ones, as you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now, not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more be because I am absent, work out, cultivate, carry out to the goal, and fully complete your own salvation with reverence and all and trembling, self-distract with serious self caution, mm -hmm. tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God, and discredit the name of Christ. Verse 13. Not in your own strength. Not what? So he says work out. But he says you are not the one going to do the work. Not in your own strength. For it is God who is all the while effectually at work in you. Who is doing the work? God. And be found in him not having your own righteousness. It's never you. He can never tell you not be found in your own right. Then he'll come and say, work it out on your own. How do you do that? Continue and let's go. Energizing home. and creating he in said, you. It is God who is effectively at work in you. Energizing and creating in you the power and the desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure and satisfaction and delight. So it is God who is going to do the working. You can't work your own salvation. Did you save yourself? That's the power of, you see, God saves and he protects the salvation. The security of your salvation is not in your hand. The guarantee and the surety of our salvation is in the hands of the Savior. He does the work. 